0: episode number 178 wait what was that 178 what happened to 177 well we had two episodes last week um i know we we recorded two episodes last week mike returned briefly um but anyway i digress uh this is uh recorded on sunday november i can't talk tonight apparently sunday november 21st 2021 uh happy week before thanksgiving um as such, we are we're gonna be dipping into the um, character archive um, a bit today because we really don't have a whole lot of news as as normal. I but I am Carrie and I am I am your, your solo host for again the foreseeable future. Mike has abandoned me once again, but you know, he still has psychic training to do, so um, there is that. Um, just a reminder, we are part of the Random Chatter network. Please go over to randomchatter.com to uh get more information on all of our other shows, uh membership through Patreon, access to the Escape Patch Discord channel and uh our, our T public store. Uh and one of these days I'll get through that with about as much with as few um flubs as Tim does. But we'll see. Um Anyway, that being said, uh, oh, social media announcements. Um, you can find Random Chatter on Twitter at Random Chatter. You can find this show at DC Talk, and you can find me at Blackfire 42 That's K-E-R-I Blackfire42. And Mike's not on Twitter anymore, so you can't find him. But you got me. You got the show. You got the network. Um, you'll have to make do, I guess. But anyway, with all... Th- That out of the way, let's get on to our news. First item up on the list, uh, Batman is moving to New York City. Um, This is not Bruce Wayne. This is going to be Jace Fox, um, who is going to be moving to New York City as of, it looks like, I I Am Batman issue number six. Um, And that's going to be in February. So um, uh, Jace Fox, whose real name is Timothy Fox, and yes, I have added him to the list of character archives in the future. Um, Looks like he's picking picking up his family and moving them out of Gotham and over to New York City. What could go wrong? So fun times, that'll be interesting. Um, this one's more of a public service announcement. Um, the Batman complete series is coming to Blu-ray in 2022. Uh, this is the 2004 animated series, the Batman, not the, not Batman, the animated series, but the Batman. Um, I think you've heard me talk about this in previous episodes. Um, it has, they have not said when, oh yes, uh, they have. Uh, February first, twenty twenty one is when the uh show is coming to D- uh uh Blu-ray. Uh Blu-ray and Digital will be will be available um on February first. So if you're looking I I recommend this series, um, personally. I thought it was really, really good. Um it's kind of like Batman year three and then it moves on from there. But it's fun and Um, like I I recommend it. Um, and then we're moving over to some CW news. Um, the Flash showrunner has said that Armageddon is not a crossover. Now, for those of you who aren't aware, um, Flash season eight started last week. It's continuing for another four weeks, um, on the Armageddon storyline. And this is basically an event within the Flash show. It is not a crossover because, um, Basically, the show writers said two things combined, kind of surprisingly, to create, um, to create a storyline that you guys are about to see. Um, they had the idea about four years ago, um, right after Crisis on Earth X. Um, it was going to be a different villo- villain, not Despero. Um, and basically, they kind of just said, hey, we'd like to not do a crossover um because it's not a crossover uh, they've the showrunner basically has described has defined a crossover with regards to the Arrowverse as a show with 20 heroes all in one scene taking place on 20 worlds it costs a billion dollars and takes all this extra time to shoot. We've none of that due to COVID. So this is a five-part special event, which means instead of a storyline that's revolving around Kara, Barry, and Oliver, it's just Barry. And this is Barry's story. It's the story of Barry's worst day ever, uh, how it affects his marriage, and how it affects Iris. And this is actually not unusual in DC and even in Marvel, you know, There will be runs where, you know, Green Lantern will show up on Flash and or Green Arrow will show up on on, in Batman. And, you know, there will be like two or three issues where uh, where where heroes come to come to visit each other's cities and stuff and. And this is completely normal in the comics, it's a lot more, there's more logistical concerns when we're talking television because there's contracts and time shooting and, as I said, all these COVID protocols they have to follow, so, hey, so, it's not a crossover, it's a story event within Flash. It's probably, it may affect the rest of the CW-verse, who knows. Um, We will see um, how this all shakes out over the next four weeks. Um Speaking of the Armageddon event, um, Grant Gustin has teased an unusual team up between the Flash and Batwoman. Um, they've basically known each other for a while. Um, apparently Joicia has um, worked has trained with um, Grant's wife, and they've hung out. Um, so he's basically said it is actually cool to see her on set and it's not going to be. Flash Batman Batwoman team up per se that people are expecting. I'm interested. I I'm I can't wait to see what this is going to be. Uh, they haven't said when she's showing up, but um, sometime in the next four weeks. I wonder if it will have anything to do with what's currently going on with Batwoman. Um, and speaking of that. Um, our final article for this, our final news item for today is, um, kind of dips into some spoiler tarif- territory for Batwoman. So if you are not caught up on the last few last few episodes of Batwoman, um, pause or, um, fast forward a couple, a few minutes and, um, come back to, or go watch Batwoman, come back to it and listen to this. So spoilers for Batwoman in three, two, one... Batwoman season three has shared a first look of Nicole Kang as the new Poison Ivy. Now, for those of you who aren't aware, uh, Nicole Kang plays Mary Hamilton on the show, and as we saw a couple of weeks ago, she was infected by poison ivy. And if you if you've seen Batman and Robin, you guys all know my feelings on Batman and Robin the movie. Um, might have noticed that that Mary has started styling her hair a bit like Uma Thurman's in Batman and Robin. Coincidence? I think not. Um, she's also been becoming more of a green thumb, which apparently that is not a thing with Mary, um, usually. But now we have a first look at her as... Full on poison ivy and oh boy, this looks really, really cool. I cannot wait. Um I'm I I part, partly wonders like, you know, Kate leaves Gotham City and suddenly both of her sisters have gone evil. That could be a problem. Maybe Kate needs to come back and slap the two of them around and get them back. I mean, not not that I don't think um, Ryan and and Luke have can get get married back. Maybe we'll see how things go on Batwoman. But maybe this is a way to get get Kate back and kind of like talk some sanity into one or both of her sisters. Uh but that is all of our news for this week. Um so given that this is the thing coming up on Thanksgiving weekend and you know, Thanksgiving is all about family and the um joys of family dynamics and family dysfunction um the this last few episodes of Young Justice has kind of um, has kind of inspired me to talk about what, in my estimation, is probably one of the most bleeped up families in DC Comics. So we're going to move over to uh, Gideon's Character Archive, and we're going to talk about Cassandra Kane a.k.a. Batgirl, a.k.a. Kasumi, a.k.a. The Black Bat, and a.k.a. The the Orphan. Um, her first appearance was in Batman number 567 um, from July 1999. She was created by Kelly Puckett and Damian Scott. Uh, she is the first Batgirl to get her own ongoing solo book. So, um, achievement there. Uh... Cassandra is the daughter of assassins David Kane, who also worked under the codename Orphan, and Lady Shiva. Uh, She was deprived of speech and human contact in order to turn her into the world's greatest assassin. Uh, She grew up to become an expert martial artist and has developed the ability to interpret body language to the point where she can interpret complex thoughts. Unlike the version we're seeing in Young Justice right now, um, the original version of Cassandra Cain did not have her vocal cords cut uh, by either of her parents. She did, however, grow up to be functionally mute and illiterate. Like I said, these her parents are pieces of work. And yes, we are going to go down a bit of a rabbit hole of just how screwed up a family can get. Um. So, speak on that on, to, on that topic. Let's see. Um, looking to create the perfect bodyguard for for Ra's al Ghul, David Kane, in his infinite wisdom, decided that Sandra Wu San uh, should be the mother of his child. After seeing her and her sister fight in a martial arts tournament, David Kane killed Sandra's sister and lured Sandra into a trap. David spared her life in exchange for burying his child and then leaving the baby with him. Fun times. Uh, Sandra agreed, after having and after having Cassandra, set out to become Lady Shiva, as one does. Cain um, raised his daughter uh, from birth to be an assassin. Uh, the only language she was taught as a child was body language uh, when she was eight. Uh, David Kane took her to kill a businessman. um, When she realized what she had done and what the man was feeling as he died, yes, she did kill him when he was eight, Um, but she ran away from her father and disappeared. Uh, She did not surface again until No Man's Land, where she saved Jim Gordon's life and gained the approval of Bruce Wayne. This did not go over well with her parents, or at least with her dad. Um, in an attempt to get Bruce to shun Cassandra Kane, David Kane sent Batman a videotape of Cassandra's first kill, again, back when she was eight. I think she was a teenager by the time she resurfaces. Um, however, Bruce decides to continue to accept Cassandra, good for him, and Especially after she takes several bullets to te- to protect another hired assassin. Uh, we'll get into more of that in a little bit. Uh, when Cassandra becomes the new Batgirl, she's sent to live with Barbara Gordon, who's currently working as Oracle. This was not something uh, Barbara Gordon asked for. Um, it was kind of something that was kind of thrust upon her. She um, was dealing with You know, being paralyzed and not wanting a roommate. But being that Cassandra didn't talk, it was kind of like she was living alone. Except for this, you know, shadow always around. Um, Eventually, Cassandra runs into a telepath who rewires her brain so that she can think in words and use language. Um... Unfortunately this somewhat dampens Cassandra's ability to read body language body language and she's eventually temporarily taken off the team until Bruce Wayne is able to teach her some more defensive skills um, the loss of this in uh, the s- semi loss of this ability to read body language really really does a number on Cassandra. Um, She eventually hears about Lady Shiva, um, though she doesn't realize that this is her mom at the time. And she hears about Lady Shiva, hears about her ability to read body language. She goes to Lady Shiva and asks Lady Shiva to teach her. Uh, Lady Shiva agrees on the condition that Cassandra returns in a year for a duel to the death against her mom, which she doesn't know that that's her mom. Again, fun times. Um, Cassandra agrees to the conditions, but has pretty much decided that a year of being the perfect fighter is better than a lifetime of mediocrity. Hmm. Uh, When she and Lady Shiva meet up a year later, Cassandra is killed almost instantly. However, uh, Lady Shiva realizes that Cassandra threw the fight, uh, because the girl had had a death wish, apparently. Uh, So Lady Shiva restarts Cassandra's heart. Uh, I think I have these uh, issues somewhere under my bed. I have to go back and look at them. Um, So Shiva restarts Cassandra's heart so they can have a real fight. Uh, Cassandra beats Lady Shiva but does not kill her. Um, At Batman's suggestion, uh, Cassandra and Tim Drake, who's fighting as Robin at the time, they move to Bloodhaven. Uh, Penguin hires Deathstroke to kill Batgirl. Uh, he sends Rose to his daughter to do the job. Batgirl beats Rose. She doesn't kill Rose, but um, she apparently beats Rose enough that Deathstroke is forced to seek med- medical attention for his daughter. Nice. Um, In one of the more controversial storylines, in an effort to find out if Lady Shiva really is Cassandra's mother, uh, Cassandra rejoins the League of Assassins after Nissa al Ghul proclaims her to be the one who is all. Uh, Daddy would be so proud. The League is split between Lady Shiva and Cassandra while helping to save several... um, Students under her leadership. Uh, she is mortally wounded by one of her adopted brothers uh, uh, by the name of Mad Dog. Um, not M- Wild Dog from Arrow. This is someone else. But this is another one of Kane's attempts at raising the perfect assassin. Um, this is not Kane- David Kane's biological son. This is appar- apparently. David Cain would be given children to raise as assassins kind of like what he was trying to do with Cassandra, but these were not his kids technically. Um, anyway, I digress. Uh, Shiva revives Cassandra in the Lazarus pit and then proceeds to answer several questions about Cassandra's parentage. This is how she fi- apparently, this is how Cassandra gets confirmation that Lady Shiva is her mother. Uh, Shiva and Cassandra fight to the death again (coughs) excuse me Uh, this time Cassandra breaks Shiva's neck but doesn't kill her yet Uh, she attempts to revive Lady Shiva in the Lazarus pit but Shiva doesn't want that Uh, so instead Cassandra impales Lady Shiva and leaves her hanging apparently dead over the Lazarus pit um, Cassandra then abandons the Batgirl identity altogether, uh, for now, and leaves to go wander. But eventually comes back, she eventually comes back to the League of Assassins. Um, thinking that Cassandra is being held against her will by the League of Assassins, Tim Drake captures David Kane and offers to exchange him for Cassandra. However, what he doesn't realize is that Cassandra is now the new leader of the League of Assassins. Uh, she, han- she produces a gun and orders Tim to shoot her father. Uh, when Tim refuses, she takes the gun and shoots her father himself herself. Uh, <laughs> which is, yeah. Um, have I mentioned that these- this family is very dif- dysfunctional? Um Tim and Cassandra fight, uh, but the platform they're fighting on explodes. by the time Tim returns to the fighting location um Cassandra's gone, but everyone else who was there um have have been ki- has been killed um now Tim secretly recorded the conversation between him and Cassandra and this is how he gets cleared of any murders that were committed uh, but this is also how, the world at large, or the Bat Family at large, um, gets a confirmation that Cassandra is a murderer. Yay! Uh, eventually, she makes her way back to the Bat the Bat Family, um, and I'll, I'll explain about that in a bit. Um, she takes up the Batgirl mantle again, but eventually passes it on, passes it on to Stephanie Brown, who used to be Spoiler. Uh, Cassandra moves to Hong Kong, and thanks to Tim, uh, I guess there were no hard feelings, trying to kill him and such. Um, She takes up the name Black Bat as a codename. She even uh, rescues Tim from being almost sexually assaulted. So, um, yeah, water under the bridge, and all between those two. Um, And there are some more, there's some more history, I could probably... Go another twenty minutes or so about some of the other like big big touch points on her on her story, but this is just like the first half of her appearances in the comics. Um, but we'll get over to her um, powers and uh, abilities and such. Um, well, like the rest of the Bat family, uh, Cassandra has no superpowers. Um, however, in addition to her father. She's also been trained by League of Assassins members such as Bronze Tiger, Merlin, and Lady Shiva. She's also received combat training from Batman, Oracle, and Black Canary. Um, She's highly trained in several martial arts. Um, No surprises there, considering who she's learned from. Um, And while they were in Bluehaven, Tim Drake uh, trained her in detective um, skills. So she has that as well. So in addition to her combat training, um, her upbringing has left her with uh, superior cognitive functions and um, the ability to use only body language to read minute changes in an opponent's breathing, expressions, joint positions, muscles, and center of gravity. Uh, She also apparently has an extraordinary resistance to pain. Uh, Since she was a child, she has apparently had the ability to, quote unquote, take a bullet and not bat an eye. Um, yeah. Uh, David Cain did a number on his kid. Uh, David Cain should probably not be raising children, but uh, yeah. Um, Her weaknesses? well, because of her upbringing, uh, she is often demonstrating as having less-than-stellar verbal communication skills. Um, it took her... Be, prior to her brain being rewired, being rewired by that telepath, it was very hard for her to learn um, language, or verbal language, um, and how to read and stuff. She eventually taught herself. Uh, she and Alfred um, worked together uh, at, at one point to... Um, work on her language skills, and I think she was taking ESL classes at one point. Um, Notable groups, the Bat Family, Young Justice, Justice League Elite as Kasumi, uh, League of Assassins, Titans East, Outsiders, Batman Incorporated, Birds of Prey, and the Justice League. Um, Interesting trivia, um, Cassandra's turn to the dark side uh, in the One Year Later event, uh, was one of the more controversial changes to come out of that event. Um, apparently fans were up in arms over the change in her character. Um, the, uh, from what I was able to read, read up on, this was kind of similar to um, the kil- killing Chewbacca at the beginning of the um, New Jedi Order so, story arc in Star Wars where they basically just told R.A. Salvatore to, um, that Chewbacca was gonna die in in the first book, in Vector Prime didn't tell, left it up to him to say how and they kind of did the same thing with her storyline in One Year Later Um, but there were, yeah, fans were up in arms, there were letter campaigns uh, websites dedicated to redeeming Cassandra and all that um, the how and why of the change was explored when Cassandra joined the Teen Titans. Um, that's going to be probably a story for another time. Uh, but uh, her most notable comic book uh, stories um, as a result uh, One Year Later and No Man's Land um, that's when she resurfaces in um, in DC Comics. That's when she No Man's Land is where she, when she first surfaces as Cassandra Cain in, uh, or at, and becomes Batgirl in the comics. Um, appearances in media: uh, she appears in uh, Young Justice, but not voiced by anyone because, again, in this version of the character, she's had her vo- She has no vocal cords, so she can't talk. Um, someone who looks like Cassandra has been seen in an alternate reality in the uh, Season 1 finale of Justice League. She was voiced by um, Leah Lewis in Batwheels. Wheels. Uh, she is voiced by Nanette Savard in the full cast audiobook of the No Man's Land uh, novelization. And she's appeared in video games such as Injustice, Gods Among Us, Batman Dark Tomorrow, Lego Batman, Lego DC Supervillains, and DCU Online. Uh, she was also in Birds of Prey, played by Ella J. Basco, however it should be noted that this version of Cassandra Kane is pretty much devoid of any of her comic book back- backstory. So it, there's some question as to whether that was the actual Cassandra Kane that they used or if that's just someone else who happens to be named Cassandra Cain. Um, but that's it for uh, this week's uh, episode of DC Talk. Um, hope you guys have a good holiday. Uh, just remember, however weird your family is, your family's not Cassandra Cain's. Be, be, be thankful for that. Um, see you guys next week. Um, have a good holiday. Bye.